Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. The song says the Bible is right. Amen. And it's true. Uh, We're in the 22nd chapter of Proverbs. We're down to the 24th verse. We're looking at the King James. We're reading out of the King James Version, and we're, we're looking at the Protestant Bible. Amen. Glory to God. And um, in the King James Version, Proverbs 22, 24 says, quote, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Amen. And then in the Positive Thinking Bible, it says, don't make friends with anyone who has a bad temper. And in the Tanakh, the Jewish Bible, it says, quote, do not associate with an irascible man or go about with one who is hot-tempered. And the definition of that irascible means an adjective it means someone who's easily provoked to anger, testy, touchy, irritable, caloric, short-tempered. Amen. Uh, King James Version says, don't make friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Thou shall not go. Why? Because verse 25 gives you the answer. Verse 25 says, don't go with a hot-tempered man, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So the Bible tells you why you shouldn't make friendship with an angry man or a furious man, because uh, uh, you can learn his ways and you can get a snare to your soul. Now, in the Believer's Bible Commentary, this is what it says. Quote, I'm, I'm quoting from the Believer's Bible com, uh, Commentary. It says, quote, association with an angry, hot-tempered man is bad business. It also makes, it often makes a man become like the company he keeps. This can really be a snare Because in a moment of passion, a man can ruin his life and testimony. And that is the absolute truth. A hot-tempered person, a person who gets angry real easily, 
They need to fall on their knees and ask God to deliver them from anger. Why? Because in a moment of passion, a man can ruin his life and testimony. When I was a very young man in my 20s, I had quite a temper, a bad temper. And, And I knew I wasn't saved then, but I knew if I don't do something about this temper, I'm going to mess myself up because somewhere down the line, I'm going to get angry about something and I'm going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. I really need help with this temper. But at that time, I wasn't saved. And so I didn't know what to do about it. I thought that if you had problems with anger, that was just you. There was nothing you could do about it. You just had to suffer it because that was it. Amen. Glory to God. I didn't know that there was something that you could do about anger. The principal thing that you can do about anger to be, when I got saved at 33, I got on my knees and I asked God, I said, God, I'm a Christian now. I'm not supposed to get angry. I'm not supposed to be angry. Please deliver me from anger. And God didn't do it fast. It took a while, but over a period of years, slowly but surely, he took away more anger and more anger and more anger. I think it had to do with what I would forgive because the more I forgave, the more I seemed to get free from anger. I also, not only did I have a lot of anger, but I had a lot of unforgiveness. When you're brought up and you experience this, many traumas in your life, you can you can be angry and not even know why you're angry. Well, why you're angry is because of the hurt that you suffered. Hurt people hurt people. Amen. Hurt people hurt people. And so when you if you find yourself angry, if you look back you'll see that maybe you came from a dysfunctional family or a family that wasn't perfect, or something else happened, you don't like your lot in life or whatever, and you're extremely angry. Hey, man, you're extremely angry about it. But just like this, just like it says in the Believer's Bible commentary, you need to get delivered from that thing because in a moment of passion, you can ruin your whole life. And you can ruin your testimony. Amen. You could do something that, whoa, just you feel sorry for, for the rest of your life. Well, it's fine what we think about anger, but I wanted to go and see what the Bible had to say once again about anger. And because I, I felt that's what was important. It wasn't so much what I felt about anger. It was what God thinks about anger. And so as I began to look in Proverbs, principally in Proverbs, well, let's go to Psalm 37 because Psalms is before Proverbs. Let's go to Psalm 37, Psalm 37, 8, Psalm 37, 8. Look at this. It says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. It says, cease from anger. And forsake wrath. 
A lot of people say, oh, but I can't help it. It's not me. I just can't help it. It's in my personality. I can't help it. Well, why would God tell you to cease from anger if you couldn't cease from anger? Now, the correct thing to say is I don't know how to cease from anger. I know that the Bible tells me to cease from anger. But at this moment in time, I don't know how to cease from anger. Well, we're going to see from the Bible just how to do that. Amen. But but when someone reads this and they, and they see that God says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Right there, you know, right there. That's so important because that lets you know, one, it must be possible for you to cease from anger if God tells you to do it. And two, you can seek him and have him lead you to the answer or hear the answer. Amen. That's wonderful to be told to cease from it. Because you see, beloved, if you're not told to cease from it, you think you'll think to yourself, well, there's nothing I can do about anger. It's just part of my personality. I can't do anything about it. But when you're told to cease from it, it changes your whole mindset. You go from a mindset of I can't help it and there's nothing I can do about it all the way to, oh, God tells me to cease from it. Now I got to find out how. He lets me know it isn't automatic. It isn't part. It isn't built in. It isn't something that's beyond my control. If he tells me to cease from it, that must mean somehow or other it must. I must be able to partly control this thing or control it all the way. Amen. And remember, one of the I told you the way that I got uh, delivered from anger. I asked God, according to John seven seven, ask and you shall receive. For everyone that asketh receiveth. That's what Jesus said. He said, ask and you shall receive. And then uh, Mark eleven twenty four says, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have. What things soever ye desire, when ye pray. Huh? And so that was something I desired. I desired to be free from anger because I knew one day I'm going to get angry and it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me dearly. I'm going to get angry in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm going to say the wrong thing, and it's going to cost me dearly. Father, please deliver me from anger. And so one of the ways that we can cease from anger is to ask God to deliver us. Amen? Right there is a gigantic amount of help for somebody. It's a gigantic amount of help for somebody. And you say, well, can anger, all you got to do is ask God, and I can be delivered from this thing that's been troubling me all my life? Yes, yes. When I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, I didn't know how I was going to get delivered. But a gentleman prayed in the name of Jesus. He prayed and told that nicotine uh, uh, demon to leave me and never return. And from that day to this, I never smoked a cigarette but once after that. And the only reason I took a drag of that cigarette is because I just didn't believe that a person could be delivered so quickly and so easily 
uh, because of the mighty name of Jesus. I was a young man. I didn't, uh, young in the Lord. I didn't know at that time how powerful the name of Jesus was. And when that man prayed, I had tried everything in the book to get off of cigarettes, and I could not. That thing had a hole on me. And this man prayed in the name of Jesus, and it just was incomprehensible to me how, how is it possible to have that kind of addiction broken, and all this man did was pray and end it in the name of Jesus, and I never smoked no more. I said, that just can't be. So I took a cigarette just to see. I said, no, I don't want this cigarette. I don't want it, but I'm going to light it and take a whiff just to see because I can't believe that a person could get delivered just like that at the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. So I took a whiff. I said, oh, this is awful, and I threw that, that cigarette out the window. And that's been about 50 years ago now, and I haven't smoked since, not none. At the mighty name of Jesus. And so it's the same thing with anger. You might think, man, this anger is uncontrollable. I can't control it, Pastor. There's things I can't control. You're right. You're absolutely right. There's things you can't control. That don't mean Jesus can't control it. For Jesus, that's child's play. That's nothing. Don't you remember And from the Bible? The Bible says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And there was light. God created the whole earth out of, well, we say out of nothing, but really it was created from his word. It, it manifested from his word. The whole world was created by what he said. God said, let there be light. And darkness had to split. Amen? Powerful name. So we know that one of the things we can do is ask the Lord Jesus to deliver us from anger. Amen? I'm up against a break. Hold on. We we got a whole lot more. I got three more sections. I better hurry up. But I'm up against a, a commercial break. Hold on. Don't go nowhere. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. We're talking about anger, amen? And I've only got a few more minutes, so I've got to speed it up a little bit. So go to Proverbs 15.1. There's so much in here. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Two very important concepts right there. 
Ooh, I'm going to have to go faster because I want to get to 1714. But anyway, we're in, fifth, we're in 15 uh, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. I remember one time I was angry about something to do with my phone service. And I called up, I think it was somebody at AT&T. And the person, he was a Hispanic young man, and he took the phone. I mean, I was angry. And, you know, this says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. This man never got angry back. He never raised his voice. He was just as calm and just as quiet. He said, Mr. Williams, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah, but I can't. I don't understand. Why this thing ain't working? Mr. Williams, so-and-so and so. And do you know, by the time that phone call was almost over, I recognized this man, because he spoke in soft terms, my anger came down. My anger, A, he didn't get angry at all, and B, my anger level came, and by the end of that phone call, I was just as calm and just as collected, and I marveled at how when people raise up the volume. And they and they and they, they they speak grievous words. Grievous words stir up angry. Stir up anger. Did you see that? Grievous words. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. See, one of the another way you can control anger is don't speak grievous words. If you want to control anger, while a person's volume and anger level is going up. They're expressing themselves loudly. Well, I'm just not going to take this. I'm just saying that. Your level go down. Bring your volume and your level down. And speak in pleasant words. Don't use grievous words. They might be using grievous words. I'll never use this service again. This is the worst thing I've ever saw. See, they're using grievous, nasty, but you use soft words. And as you bring the volume down... They've got to cock their ear to hear what you're saying. Their volume comes. If you stay calm and you bring the volume down, you know, I've never forgotten that phone call. And that was a service phone call. I never forgot how professional that young man was. He handled me so professionally that by the time that phone call was over, I was talking to him like I'm talking to you right now. In soft terms, I thanked him profusely. I I didn't end the service. I liked the service and told him to continue the, the contract. I liked him. I enjoyed. I recognized that I learned something. The man did not get frustrated. He didn't let my anger rub off on him and get him angry. And he raised the tone up and started speaking. No, he kept his tone very soft. He talked to me politely, and he didn't use grievous words, and he cooled me right out. And I recognized that's something I want to do. That's something I want to learn. When I run into a grievous person who's screaming and hollering, I don't use grievous words, and I bring the volume down. Now, I could talk about that more, but I really want to get to 17.4, but we're not at 17.4 yet. Let's go to 1632. 
Proverbs 16.32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Now, this stroked my ego because me being a man, okay, I'm 100% male. If you don't believe that, ask my wife. She'll tell you. This says if you're slow to anger, you're better than the mighty. And I want to be a mighty man. Amen? So this says you're better than the mighty if you're slow to anger. And that if you're slow, if you rule your spirit, you're better than someone who takes a city. Now, who took cities? The Romans took cities. The Mongols took cities. I mean, all kind of. Alexander the Great took cities. And this says that you're better than somebody mightier than them. I said, man, look at that. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm better than the mighty. Just by controlling my um, my anger, ooh, I like that. That stroked my anger a whole lot. I mean, my ego a whole lot. So I wanted to learn. Ah, man, I want to learn how to control myself because I'd be better than the mighty. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, let's go to um, twenty nine twenty two. That is Proverbs twenty nine. 29:22 says an angry man stirreth up strife and a furious man abound remember when we talked about keeping the volume down and speaking in soft terms well this is the converse to that a angry man stirreth up strife he's yelling and screaming and a furious man does that sound like somebody that's calm no he's furious amen he's furious Glory to God. He aboundeth in transgression. When you get furious, you abound in transgression and sin. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to Proverbs fourteen seventeen. Fourteen seventeen. How can we handle this anger? We've already we've already we already uh, seen it. Look at fourteen seventeen. That is Proverbs fourteen seventeen. Now I put in my Bible, I put uh, the word soon in parentheses, and this is the way it reads. This is the way I have it read. He that is angry dealeth foolishly. Foolishly, he that is angry dealeth foolishly. And so I had to realize that's the reason we don't want to permit ourselves to get angry. Why? Because the Bible says if you permit yourself to get angry, you're going to deal foolishly. People in leadership, when you get into leadership studies or martial arts studies, you know in Japan they tell you if you're a martial artist, and you're having you're competing with someone they tell you if you get angry they automatically automatically give the give the bout to and this is in training they automatically give the bout to the other person because they say no if you get angry you're automatically going to lose the people of great wisdom they understand i must control my anger why 
Here's the answer right here. If you get angry, you're going to deal foolishly. When you get angry, you're going to say something or do something that you're going to be ashamed of. You're going to wish you had never done it. And the Bible tells the truth. Turn to the book of Numbers. Turn to the book of Numbers. And the Bible tells the truth. It says if you get angry, you're going to deal foolishly. So you don't want to make a bunch of mistakes. So you must come to the place where you uh, uh, get rid of anger and learn how to control your anger. Your anger. Look at Numbers, the 20th chapter, the 7th verse. The 20th chapter, the 7th verse. Now I only got four minutes, so I'm going to read this real fast. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes. Speak unto the rock before their eyes, and it, and it, shall, get, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of the rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with, and with his rod he smote the, rod, the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Egypt, there, I mean children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Moses and Aaron, God, I've only got three minutes, so I've got to go super fast. Moses and Aaron was told by God to speak to the rock. They smoked the rock. They made a mistake in their anger. They had got so vexed and so messed up behind these people, uh, uh, always accusing them of stuff. And in their anger, Moses smote the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And it cost him dearly. Amen. It cost him dearly. It cost him dearly. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's an example of how anger can mess you up. And so we want to get rid of anger. And we said one of the ways that we get rid of anger is to ask God to deliver us. But there's also something else that you can know about anger while you're waiting to be delivered. You can learn how to control your anger. You can learn how to control your anger. Look at Proverbs 17, 14. Proverbs 17, 14 says, The beginning, the beginning, the beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water. Therefore, leave off contention before it be meddled with. What is this saying? There is a beginning to strife. There is a beginning to anger. There is a middle to anger. And then there is an end to anger. And this says, the beginning of strife or anger is as one letteth out water. Have you ever let out water from a pitcher? When you first start, you get one or two little dribbles. And as you lift your hand up and increase the angle, 
more and more water or lemonade or iced tea, whatever it is you're pouring into that glass. As you raise your the angle of the pitcher, more and more comes out. But when you first start, only a little dribble and drabble comes out. And that's how the Bible teaches you about anger. You have to learn that anger can be controlled. See, if you don't think anger can be controlled, you'll walk around thinking, there's nothing I can do. There's, I'm just This is just my personality. But thank God for the Bible. The Bible is right. The Bible tells you the truth. It lets you know there is something you can do. You can call on Jesus. You can also control it by not speaking grievous words, cutting words. Wives, don't speak cutting words to your husbands. Speak soft, gentle words. Tell them what a wonderful man he is. Tell him what a success he is. Tell him how smart he was that he married you. Tell him that he's a success and you're, you're just something. Sweet words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul. Amen? And vice versa. Don't, don't call your wife an old bear. Tell her how sweet, how feminine she is. Tell her that she's fat. I, I ain't talking about fat, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Tell her she's a brick house. Tell her she is a, the bomb. Amen? And smile at her. Go make sure you touch her. Touch her on the show. Make sure you touch her. And when you come through the door, the first thing you do is go over and kiss your wife. Amen? Kiss her on the cheek or say hello. Acknowledge her first. Let her know. Speak in soft terms. Keep, keep the words soft. Keep them low. Keep them soft. And then the third way to, c- to control it is remember that anger is like letting out water. When you first start, it's, it has a beginning. You can control it. The Bible says so. You can control it. How do you control it? If you tip that pitcher and the, and the iced tea starts coming out, if you lean it back, the, the iced tea stops coming out. Same thing with anger. The Bible lets you know. You can cut off anger. Cut it off before it starts up. Cut it off, picture all the way. Just set the picture upright. No more tea will come out. Same thing with anger. Catch it before it, 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 it blows up. Catch it early. Catch it. Catch it. It's like the Bible says it's like pouring out water out of a pitcher. Amen. It has a beginning. Amen. You start pouring, a little bit comes out, cut it off right then before it blows up. Because if it blows up, you won't be able to control it. Now you know the secret to control it. Cut it off early before it starts. Cut it off early. Haven't you ever been in somebody's house and and people start getting upset and the woman in the house, nope, we ain't going to have that here. Nope, take that outside. Nope, stop right now. Go outside. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. The Bible has the answers. I love you. See you next week. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. 
Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.